The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by PlayStation View, a new live TV service available through your PlayStation console. No annual contracts and no surprise fees. Better TV has arrived. Game the system. Beyond! Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 You guys did not go in a circle. We've we gone in a circle tandem. for 434 episodes, and now you did it in, in tandem. That's much more impressive, I think. We yeah. didn't even plan it. It was I agree. perfectly I feel intended. like it was yeah. planned. You guys both have your laptops open. You probably did a cool Slack Yeah, we were, we were texting <laughs> We slacked it. Beyond at the same time. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 434. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Marty Sleva. Joining me is Alana Pierce. Hello. Hi, and Andrew Goldfarb. Hello. Hi. That was weird. Um, Why was Max, it weird? Ma- I don't know. It was just weird. You're weird. Yeah. No, roll with it. Uh, Max and Brian <laughs> are uh, currently on assignment 30 feet away filming a very strange video. And I don't know if we can talk about it yet because it's probably not going to be on until up at noon. But Yeah. Well, they'll it, probably end up tweeting about it. It is starring yeah. uh, a video starring a man who some is of you famous? may know. Yeah, he's famous. I haven't heard of him. But <laughs> Really? Ever? No. Oh. Wait. Really? Yeah. He's pretty You've never seen his movies? Those movies I'm are pretty, pretty sure you've seen his movies. Yeah. Maybe I haven't. I just you probably at least heard of them. Well, I don't know actually because they haven't come out in a, they haven't come out in years. You've never seen. I am only twelve. <laughs> so, um, okay, I, I really want to disagree with you with not knowing who he is, but that's a weird thing to disagree with someone. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you and welcome. We are uh, IGN's uh, PlayStation podcast, and we're going to talk about some PlayStation stuff uh, this week. But probably by the end, we'll end up to just talking about dogs and bagels and Aww. other assorted whatnots. Mm-hmm. I like dogs and yeah, bagels. dogs yeah, and bagels. Two of my favorite things. Uh, really? Yeah. Bagels? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't think I've yeah. ever seen you eat a bagel. Uh, every Wednesday? No. On bagel day? Yeah. Do you steal them like Andrew does? You steal bagels, Andrew? Yeah, he wow, steals a lot of, of bagels. And so Kirsten and, and I both. Products? Kirsten and I... <laughs> clean products and tea? Uh, Kirsten points. and I steal bagels every Wednesday. I respect that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't care who knows it. <laughs> Just don't tell uh, Pear or Tal or Fran... Hey, yeah. Pat. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Between us. <laughs> um, Please nobody tell Pear that I still bagel. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, all sorts of things this episode, including uh, No Man's Sky's release date, our mm-hmm. predictions for next week's uh, hopefully big PSVR event, mm-hmm. uh, some thoughts on The Division and mm-hmm. uh, Uncharted 4, uh, as well as uh, there is an actual question about dogs. So that's very exciting. Skull. Yeah, we get that near the end. Uh, but Andrew. Hey, Marty. As IGN's cool newsboy, uh, tell us, what happened with No Man's Sky recently? Fucking bitch is cooler than me. Uh, no Man's Sky finally got an official release date. Mm-hmm. And, why wow, you agreed with that real fast. Finally <laughs> got an official release date, uh, which we knew it was June from uh, PSX, I think they announced that. Yeah, they said it was June. Now we know it's June 21st. Mm-hmm. And there's also some cool special editions. If you buy it on PC from IM8 Bit, you get a cool like uh, uh, spaceship. Replica made of tin. Which it's I not think an is actual kind of interesting because aren't the spaceships meant to be customizable? Yes. yes. So it's like you're just like kind of getting a It's almost like the key art paste, uh, mm. uh, yeah. spaceship. But it looks, it, it's <laughs> really nice. It, it's also very big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the PlayStation 1 just comes with some cool, like, an art book and a bunch of stuff. Uh, mm. There's also the but, soundtrack on vinyl. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's a double LP. Uh, and I maybe it had a bunch of, they had, like, a, a shirt, and they have, like, posters, and they have mm. special prints. I'm going to be honest, that collection of stuff is exactly what I always tend to want out of collector's editions. Yes, Give totally. Give me a figure, an art book, and some music. I, I'll buy it. Yeah, like, 
I'm much less impressed by special editions that have like in-game content as it like have an extra you know, part for your ship or an exclusive nope. gun. I'm like, oh, that's okay. not that cool. Okay. Yeah, especially like Batman always did the challenge maps, which never like those yeah, were never spe- yeah. Like the only thing I thought was cool was um, it's like one of the only platform exclusives I can think of that stayed exclusive was on PS3. You could play as the Joker in Batman Arkham Asylum in hmm. some challenge rooms. Oh, that's cool. And that's like the only thing I can think of that never eventually came over mean, to Xbox. Arkham City also came with, like that came with an art book DLC. Yeah. I think that it, statue, it came with a statue, statue that like yeah. 10 people in the office cut themselves it on. It also came with, uh, I think... A DVD, an animated DVD. movie. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. that, that yeah. came with a lot of really cool mm-hmm. stuff. And then yeah. obviously the Arkham Knight ones also, and Arkham Origins came with cool statues yep. as well. And we still get like... Except RIP that Batmobile that got... Oh yeah, remember that? Oh, oh, I forgot about right. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I really so, wanted that. Yeah. Uh, so No Man's Sky uh, <laughs> has a release date of June twenty first. Um, one thing that's interesting, and they did this whole press event, they did this whole embargo list, is that they didn't mention VR still, and it's, they haven't. The, the weird part of that is that they just won't say no. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing that we've talked about a bunch, um, and not really a ton in the show, is that idea of: Do you think that? It'll happen next week. Do you think that uh, there's this big PlayStation event on March 15th? March 15th. Tuesday, March 15th. Yep. And uh, we expect pricing date there, which we talked about before. But do you think that's when they'll announce No Man's Sky or something else? Um, So in terms of No Man's Sky, I've always thought, like for the last year, I've thought it would be sort of synonymous in day and date with PSVR. Mm -hmm. That this would be, I don't know, in an age where killer apps don't really exist anymore, especially killer launch apps. Like, I was like, maybe this will be like the Wii Sports of... uh, of, of PSVR, but hearing uh, Ryan McCaffrey, who went down to the preview event in L.A. and talked to Sean Murray uh, and directly asked him about VR, uh, he said sort of the way Sean was responding was, like, listen, this is something like the thought of putting on a helmet and playing this thing has been a dream of mine since I was a kid and, like, definitely interested in the possibility, but it sounds like their focus for that June 21st date is getting the game out. And this game, for a team as small as Hello is, you know, despite the fact that they're also undoubtedly have a lot of you know support from Sony internal uh, is a monumental task to actually get this game to come out so yeah um, I, was, I would I would now be surprised if it is VR dandy I, I think that PSVR needs a launch title it needs a really good launch title and I think no man's sky is a perfect one but I was talking to somebody who works on VR and they basically told me that I don't know how valid this information is but they basically told me it can't run that it's just not going to be able to run on PSVR because of what the game is they just the technology or the hardware's not there yeah, yeah, we don't know if it's going to be if if you know PS something that like PSVR is going to be iterative. If it's yeah. going to be like an iPhone, where the first iPhone's kind of bunk, but then two or three years later, there's an incredible safe one. To assume that. Yeah, I sort of don't trust anything. That's just my nature. Yeah, and I mean the interesting thing about like I'm positive that'll be what Oculus and Vive are. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas for for a console based one, it's harder to get people to rebuy something. Like there, you know, it's like stuff like Connect or or Move or whatever. There was never like a real fully rolled out 2.0 rebuy it like during the same generation it was more yeah. that like next time they iterated on it so well, I like, think the biggest thing that's going to happen with VR is the move controllers they're going to wait a year or so and then they'll release PSVR move controllers and I feel like they'll probably wait to do that so the bundle doesn't look so expensive so it's like oh you can use your old controllers as a selling point but then they'll wait because those aren't good enough Okay, so let's. Yeah. I mean, let's get into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about, uh, you know, next week uh, is is Tuesday at two p.m. is uh, this PSVR event here in the city, and that's when you know we and a lot of other people think we're going to get uh, price, we're going to get date, and then uh, we're going to be able to go. I think two of us are going to be going mm-hmm. hands on, and Max will be there, um, going hands on with a bunch of games. You know, some of them are probably going to be updated versions of things we've seen, and some of them I think will probably be announced, unannounced things that we haven't seen yet. Uh, so what do you, uh, so, so one of your sort of predictions in terms of PSVR is that we're going to get almost like move, have we had move 2.0? Would this no, be move no, 3.0? So we only have had yeah. one move. Yeah. I never think that it worked all that well. Mm-hmm. But I think they're really worried about the price because obviously there's an issue if you have the PSVR be more expensive than a console. It's going to mm-hmm. be so hard to sell. So I feel like they will wait a, a year or so and then release move controllers specifically for PSVR so the bundle doesn't look so expensive initially. There was a trademark that's really cool. Cause, so I guess to back up a second, I guess the closest thing we've had to a move 2.0 is the PS4 controller. Which is right. It, right. it has it the, the built-in thing. light bar, which yeah. is basically the same thing exactly. But there was a trademark recently uh, attributed to Sony trademark application, I should say, that was essentially like it allowed you. 
it, it's really weird looking. It's like a very hard thing to not explain visually, but it's like a it allowed like a camera to sit here and it was like a glove basically with almost a move ball in front of it. So if you held your hand like a pistol, you could almost have like a virtual pistol. It almost yeah, it allowed cool. your hands. It to, was almost like a, a GoPro that laid on top of your wrist that could detect your individual finger movements yes. and sort of. Uh, position them in the game as things that make sense, like whether you're holding an object or whether if you are shooting a gun, it's a gun in the game. And that's the interesting thing is like that that totally, like I agree with you. I think the input has to change because I don't think Move is sophisticated enough, especially compared to Oculus I mean, Touch or the five. Vive controller. It's old. Yeah. And like that's why and it wasn't made for this. No, exactly. Yeah. That's why my theory is they're just not doing it now because they don't want it to be too expensive. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to bundle it with PSVR and then scare people off when it's more expensive yeah. than a I console. Mean, yeah. The crazy thing about Move is that Move, like the traditional, the Move wands were, they were more impressive than the initial Wiimotes, but I don't think they were as impressive as the Wiimote Plus. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, so they the, got, yeah, once we motion plus the came, a while ago. Yes, and and that's the interesting thing. So, like, I agree with you that they have to have some more sophisticated input. I don't know if it'll be a year later. I think they could do a thing where the raw version of, of PSVR that you buy, whatever, it comes to the processing box, PSVR, that's it, and maybe, like, two move controllers, is going to be maximum 400 I would imagine. I don't think they can exceed the price of the system, but I can see them having a... $500 version that includes rigs and two better controllers or something yeah. like yeah, like a maybe. like a PSVR Pro. Yeah. And I can see them doing that at launch. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and no. so I, I think that I just feel like they definitely have to have the option to have it in some way that's not more expensive than the console because Yeah. Oh, I totally agree terrified. with that. I think I I, th- I do think there will be an entry level version to keep yeah. it low yeah. and then a like cuz they know this is a niche proposition, right? They know that people who are buying Oculus and Vive day 1 are a small group, so PSVR can be Equally, as like it's that rare case where like the install base is big enough that the people who are day one crazy early adopters, super hardcore fans, are probably willing to spend more. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people who are trying to hook in in, ter- in terms of the mainstream, like they don't want to spend more than the price of the system. Yeah, I mean, I think Sony's at a position now, especially when um, you know how they're doing in the console market, as well as sort of where they are in terms of their competition in the VR space, that they can take a major loss on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they can sell for way under what the thing should be, especially. I, mean, I think in comp- they will do that. Yes, and especially in the shadow of a six hundred dollar Oculus and an eight hundred dollar Vive, like if theirs is half of of an Oculus, then. And that is so much more appealing. And like we always say is, yes, there's those inherent costs, but there's also the fact that a $400 box will 100% run a PSVR, whereas mm-hmm. you might need a $1,200 computer to run. I, uh, I definitely think that PSVR is the most user-friendly one. And we've, we've had this discussion before where it probably is the most likely to sell mm-hmm. because it automatically works with the hardware that you already have and a lot of the games that you already have. And I kind of assume that they'll be doing some of the like PlayStation Plus games every month might even be PSVR games mm-hmm. to try and sell PSVR. Yeah, like added I mean, tier. Especially, like added especially yeah. as you have to imagine eventually they're going to start waning off PS3 and even eventually Vita games on Basically PlayStation yeah. Plus. Yeah. Like, so that would make sense. It's like leave behind PS3 and yeah. introduce PSVR. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, we keep saying that it needs to be cheaper than a console to not scare people off, but because it's the easiest one to use. It's also probably the only one that I would buy if it was six hundred dollars. Yeah, and that's like, interesting. Five, like but I'm not going to buy it. Even if we're wrong, right? Even if it's more than the console itself, it still stands that like like that's the perfect point is what you said, which is that the let's say this is six hundred dollars and a PS4 is four hundred. That still means that for a thousand dollars or probably even less if they bundle them, you get literally everything you need. Yeah. Whereas for Oculus PC. Survive, like a PC, there's no world where you're going to get a two hundred dollar capable PC to run your $800 Vive. Like, that yeah. will never happen. Yeah. So, I think even the combined costs, even if they exceed the price of the system itself, it's still mm-hmm. that, that total for buying everything totally. will absolutely be under a grand. Yeah. And that is, even that's a ton of money, yeah. but that is, like, a more accessible proposition than... Because I can see them, you know, in a perfect world, if this thing is, you know, 400 and the system's 400, on Black Friday, they could theoretically have, like, $600 bundles with both or something yeah. insane like that. And, like, when you do that, especially in the U.S., for, like, around the holidays, for, like, a new piece of tech for like a big uh, install base like I can see that doing really well in a way that like I don't know what that hook is yet for Oculus and I think they're going to do those ready made PC bundles but yeah um, I don't know if that's enough yeah I mean I also think one of the things that we're going to find out is uh, I think uh, PSVR will absolutely come bundled with a handful of games even if they're smaller games I mean we know we know Oculus is coming with uh, Lucky's Tale which is a 3D platformer and Eve Possibly something else, and then Vive. At least our version of the the Vive, which is not the retail version, sort of the pre 
version. Yeah, but I think it's safe to assume it'll come with the same games. It'll come with uh, Job Simulator, Fantastic Contraption, and Tilt Brush. And I'm sure, I would imagine they'll have the the Dota demo and the Portal demo be free to download. Yeah, so I mean... I think we have those as well here, don't we? uh, Yeah, we have a bunch of them just on the press account. But that's the thing. Yeah, we have a... It's technically a dev kit, right? Yeah. And and it's on the press account, so I don't know what that would look like as a retail... I feel like Job Simulator is kind of cool. Yeah, totally. Especially that demo, because our version is not the full version. It's like just one That feels like Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of PSVR, like, what do you, like, of the things we've seen so far, even if they're fleshed out a little bit, like, you've played a lot of PSVR, like, what do you think, what can you imagine it coming with? That crappy Until Dawn roller coaster. Yeah. Like, that seems like the obvious choice. I mean, I don't think it come bundled with a generated no. thing. And, and here's the thing. True. Yeah. Also, like, it will absolutely include rigs. Because the thing is, we've seen yeah. we've seen all these demos, and they're made as experiences to play at a trade show. Riggs is a proper first party game, and it's like we may not consider it as exciting as like you know, God of War five or I whatever. Mean, I like but it's Riggs, still... but it's the only one that's ever given me motion sickness, and I feel like that's a, a really tough marketing decision. It's like, do we want people to play Riggs as the first game they play when it's the one that gives people motion sickness? Yeah, that's a good. Point. Literally, yeah. no other PSVR game has given me that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like, I, I think. I don't know what that game will be if it's not with the system itself because that doesn't feel for that exact yeah. reason. It has to be. It has to. Ha- it, it wants to be Rocket League and it has to have a really big community to yeah. be Rocket League. So it kind of has to be bundled. And maybe what I played at Paris Games Week last year was wasn't final product. So maybe sure. they've fixed the motion sickness issue. But I think that's something they really have to consider. Yeah, I mean, and motion sickness in general is a scary thing with VR. I mean, I think. Uh, the very first version of Oculus, like long before the DK2, bad. yeah, it was really it yeah. had no head tracking and yeah. like it just like it really made you sick. The first thing I played was Team Fortress Two, and then I played Mirror's Edge. Uh, both Oof. of those things were terrible, <laughs> yeah. and I had to I played for about fifteen minutes, and then I had to sit down and drink water for about fifteen minutes afterwards because I was so sick. Mm-hmm. Whereas PSVR, the only thing that's made me feel slightly sick is Riggs. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been fine. That's why I was thinking like being bundled with Until Dawn. I mean, doesn't really seem like a smart decision, but it also seems like an easy one. It's like people probably yeah. don't care about it. Game sucks, but it was basically done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't think I don't think that uh, anything's ever launched with an M-rated bundle. So like, then, I just think that's, Playroom, the Playroom. So I totally think Playroom, and I totally think Rigs. Like, I think these are things where it's almost like very proof of concepty. Yeah, it's also you're thinking of it as. You're thinking of it as, I mean, like, maybe nothing's launched as in literally, like, there's never been maybe a Wii Sports M-rated thing, but there's certainly been, like, console bundles for several games. So it's like, there could very easily be one marketed as kids that has Playroom in it, and we'll get to that in a second, but one that has Playroom in it, and then one that does have Until Dawn and something else. Like, have, you know, the same way that, like, if I wanted to buy a PS4 last fall, I could have gotten a Taken King bundle, I could have gotten the version that came with Type Zero, I could have gotten Call of Duty. Yeah, it's like, it's not like there will only be one of these. Sure. So I think Until Dawn makes perfect sense for one of them. Are those retailer choices, or are they... Like they can Sony be either. Like yeah, they can either. be the actual produced box that's like in partnership with a Nintendo third party. Always chooses. Yeah. Nintendo like chooses what they're going to have with theirs. I don't know if Sony does that. I mean, all oh, of they, those were choices. All yeah. of those were, and it was Sony even like choices? the ones yes. that literally come. It's like the like the Vita. The Vita relaunched in the United States with Borderlands Two, and that was yeah. a totally official Sony bundle. You literally couldn't okay. buy it without it. So in that case, then yeah, I think they would just split the two. Yeah. yeah. Have one so for I think, kids, one for and I think you can have ten of those if you really yeah. want to. I mean, probably not for VR, but I mean, like in the case of PS4, I guarantee you that this fall there's going to be like Final Fantasy XV one. There's probably mm-hmm. going to be a whatever Last Guardian one if it comes yeah, out. Like whatever that is. Yeah. Um, Do we think it's going to launch with move controllers? Or unless they, just be they totally next week throw a curveball and they're like, hey, we've been showing with move, but that was a demo. Now it comes with X. I mean, like, there's only one thing I played with move controllers, which is the Until Dawn roller coaster. It has to come with something, right? Like, you couldn't just use it with a PS4 controller. That would be really weird to me. You can. You could. Um, yeah, Until Dawn, I played so, with move controllers. I played, uh, oh, the other thing I think it'll launch with is Dreams. Like launch oh with, yes. oh like God. with, as in bundled in. Like yeah. I think dreams, that would be great. I think the way uh, the way Sony gets dreams into as many people's faces as possible, which is the is, only way that game can, can succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a social media. Mm-hmm. That oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, that's probably more likely than No Man's Sky in some ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so what are the, I mean, do you think next week we'll see? any old franchises or any currently existing PlayStation franchises that now have either a component that is PSVR or a supplemental experience that is VR or total God of War 4 is VR, that kind of thing? I don't think... I think maybe you see an infamous experience, a God of War experience, whatever. I would be legitimately surprised if you saw something that was like... 
God of War 4 is only on PSVR. Like, I don't think they would do that yet. Mm-hmm. I think after a year or after two years, you'll start to see that, and it makes I perfect mean, sense. The, but the people making the games need to have the market proven before that's going to work. Totally. Don't want to make a Wii mistake. Well, I mean, yeah. and people did that with any new hardware. It's weird, right? Like, with Vita, you got games built from the ground up, and they come across as more gimmicky. Like, launch titles for something like this always don't quite get it in the way and like we launch titles are a perfect example like mm-hmm. the games that came at the very beginning versus the games at the end they understood it more like i don't think you could have gotten a mario galaxy the day the system came out because you had to get through the twilight princess and you had to get through yeah. the yeah. whatever yeah um i think i don't know again one of the things i think i've said before on the podcast is i want to see sony use their you know first and i guess second party uh ips and create these little auxiliary experiences. This is my weekly rant where I want uh, all games to be short you stories. You just want really short stories yeah. packaged together. That's, that, that's all well, I want from like video games. Almost like the Portal games. demo on Vibe, though. And so, like something like so that, a but for Sony version that. of that. Yes, But totally. it, is a, it can be a $60 package that has an Uncharted experience, mm-hmm. a Last Guardian experience, an Infamous experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, even um, that's a good marketing decision, like just before those release. Yeah. Just... Or launch even, little VR packages yeah. to remind yeah. people those games exist and, and everyone's going to play those. That's really cool. In the way that we already know yeah. there's going to be a Psychonauts one before Psychonauts 2. It's going to be it was called Into the Rhombus, mm-hmm. I think. That's going to be a PSVR exclusive Psychonauts mm-hmm. thing that's going to bridge the gap between Psychonauts 1 and then Psychonauts 2, which isn't going to come out for a couple of years. There was a Unreal Engine 4. This is, this is weird. I, I, it's going to be a walk, but I promise I'm coming back. <laughs> there, this week, there was an Unreal Engine 4 remake of Ash's Room in, from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And it was just a fly-through of a room, and you could see his badges and his bed and his badges, Pokeballs. Baby. Exactly. You could see all his like, different colored Pokeballs. You could see his Pokedex sitting on the table with like, his portal entry open. You could see all this stuff. It was purely just, it was nothing other than a tour of that room. I think something like that, like if it was like a month before Uncharted 4 comes out, if you see, or not Uncharted 4 because that's coming out earlier probably, but some first-party game, and it's like, oh, you can explore like, Nathan Drake's house, or, or you can explore, like, or you can explore a small section of Midgar. In exactly. Final Seven. Exactly. That is a great idea. Like, I think something like that makes a lot more sense as like a companion, and it's not like a level of the game. It's nothing to do with anything. It's just more like, yeah, like walk around Noctis's palace or whatever, or like sit in the car and like just look around the car and fiddle with the yeah. gears and stuff in VR. Like, I think there are a lot of ways that you could do think, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, I think that's an amazing yeah. idea. Right. What what actual PSVR exclusive games have we got announced so far? We've got Rigs. We have rigs. We have until dawn. Until dawn. Um, God, what else? Have the we playroom so one. The playroom. Yeah, I mean, so many of the Robinson things. Robinson the journey. But Robinson so many, journey, yeah. so many of those. Yeah, Robinson the journey is a good one. Really yeah, and, and Golem that they announced yeah. at, at yeah. PSX. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of those, but then there are also things like kitchen and like the London heist and whatever that aren't games. They're all demos. They're I demos. Have a feeling, yeah. exactly. I have a feeling if we see one thing. That we've already seen before fleshed out at this event, I think it'll be London the Heist. Mm-hmm. I think London the Heist is the thing that has the biggest capacity to be a full oh. thing. Yeah. We're also stupid in forgetting Gran Turismo, which is yes. one of Sony's traditionally best-selling franchises, and they announced it at, at PSX. So there is stu- a Gran Turismo VR. Stupid. Yes. That, was, that was correct. Especially me. Oh, and there's Tekken VR, which is yeah. dumb. Yeah, so there are—I I, I totally forgot yeah, that there are that. a couple things yeah. that are that have been announced, and it's like, we should actually compile a list of those somewhere on yeah. the site. Because, I played, like, um, I believe it was Drive Club. I don't remember which racing game, unfortunately, but I did play uh, a racing game in VR at Paris Games Week. They had Drive Club VR at PSX, so it's okay. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and that was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe that I didn't get any motion sickness from that, and it worked really well. I also had, like, you know... Was that, like, a full 3D wheel. thing where you could, like, look behind you and you're looking down the... or looking out the back window of your yeah, car? Yeah, it was like that's you were cool. sitting in the car. Uh, and that worked really well, so I guess that's, I mean, almost announced? Yeah. yeah. Like if that's, I don't I mean, know if I, they'll release that, but it was a demo again. That's where <laughs> all of this gets confusing, and it's where we... <laughs> It's one of the rare blessing. It's one of the rare cats. takes where uh, no cats in this room. By virtue of of what we do of going to these trade shows, it's actually almost harder for us to predict what the retail experience will be like because half these demos. It's like when the Wii U was first shown E3 2011. Half those demos never came out. They oh, were totally. purely proof of concept. And I think a lot of the VR stuff we've seen, especially, are little things that people built to get used to the engine, to get used to the idea of of developing for this hardware. But that informed the full experience that they'll reveal later. Sure. Or even like, yeah. A lot, and a lot of those things ended up becoming Nintendo Land attractions, which yep. if there's, if that thing I we had really was a Sony like Land Nintendo thing. Land. I like Nintendo Land, too. I think, you know what would have been great? A second Nintendo Land that just went all in on that stuff. And like, maybe that, I mean, again, like, maybe that's... I really that's, like the one where you all chase the monster. Chase me? Yeah. It's, it's, very really fun. it's really good. Yeah. There's that weird idea of things that Sony has tried in the past. This is going to be weird. No one's going to like this, but I like it. Uh, like PlayStation Home. 
is something that just didn't really work, didn't really take off with a lot of like hardcore gamers especially. But imagine if PlayStation Home is more along the lines of Nintendo Land, and you're walking through it. Actually, uh, the Bioshock Infinite Clash in the Clouds DLC is something that reminds me of this, where you're like walking through, there's like a museum in there and stuff, and it's like, you can look at all this stuff, like concept art from the game. Imagine if that's how they tie together something like these PlayStation experiences. Yeah. Like, like it's essentially like a little museum or theme you park walk or through, something. And it's, you go into the Uncharted room, down and into... Yeah, Home is like Dead. Like yeah. off. It was mm-hmm. only last year, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was very recent, yeah. Mm. Home is Dead. All right, home is home. dead. Yeah. You can't go home again, literally. <laughs> uh, but hey, so we mentioned kind of the idea of different bundles aimed at different people and stuff. Um, so today, there was a, the terms of service for uh, 3.5 firmware yep. um, for the beta came out. And the idea was, or the, the one of the things listed was PSVR experiences are not meant for anyone under the age of 12. Yeah. Um, and apparently Oculus is a similar thing, and it's TOS for people under 13. Yes. The big question for VR, for us at least, has been how mainstream can it possibly become? Like, is this something that's going to sell 10 million units? Or is this something where, like, there will be a few thousand Vives and Oculuses and PSVRs in the wild, but it's going to be kind of niche? Do you think not having kids, not having games, like licensed games, not having, like, kids' games could hurt that mainstream viability? Playroom is effectively kids' games. I think that even if they don't market them to kids, a lot of the games that we are getting kids won't want to play anyway. I don't think it matters at all. It's the same as, like, only use Facebook if you're over 13. Like, what's with all these 10-year-olds? It's They're going to play it anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, this... But who's going to buy something that costs that much money for their kid? For their 11-year-old kid, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things... Yeah, and that's also part of the, like, well, if you buy it and you have a kid, are you going to be like, well, I shouldn't let him I try him or her try this out? I can't. Like, uh, why? They said it is literally... It, it was because, like, of... Uh, sort of mental and visual development Some is still occurring. Like, yeah, sensory yeah. development. Yeah, maybe? and it, might even, it, it could even be like height and things like like the the way people are meant to mm. be positioned when this is developed. Like yeah. if you're like four foot one, it might not actually work. I mean, but like legitimately, oh, like <laughs> yeah, Andrew. <laughs> uh, like legitimately though, like I think VR requires a level of maturity to it. And a, an ability to sort of understand the difference between uh, fiction and reality in a way that, yeah, you could say that about literally any work of art, but like this more than anything of putting on a helmet and being transported somewhere, like you need the emotional maturity to understand like yeah. that you are I mean, not actually in this place and that this is not real. The way that I was scarred by way. seeing like it as a kid. Yeah. If I had been in an immersive what? room where it felt real if and I couldn't I even shut my eyes. I was a five-year-old who played the kitchen. Oh, no. Yeah. The kitchen you demo. definitely don't want kids playing VR horror games. But, like, I mean, I think that's a really interesting point. I don't know that I agree with it. But, I mean, could kids accidentally get stuck in VR and think that the things that happen there are real? I mean, yeah, there's that's, a kid watches is, it and then goes to bed and thinks Pennywise is under his bed. And it's like, no, Pennywise is Tim Curry. He's just a fat old British man. <laughs> I mean, even when I watched horror movies as a kid, I was terrified of The Ring. That mm-hmm. really bothered me. Uh, I was also terrified of the Batman movie where uh, Jim Carrey is the Riddler. Batman Forever? Terrified. I locked myself Wait, in the bathroom Batman and Forever? Batman Batman Forever. Yeah. I was very, very scared of that. Why? Why? I don't know. I just found Jim Carrey really scary when I was Just scared of the color green? Are you scared of the, the, the curvature of a question mark? St. Patrick's yeah. Day is coming. Terrifying. Oh, no. I'm going to cry in bathrooms again. But anyway, oh. <laughs> even despite <laughs> finding bathrooms. them very scary, I knew that they weren't real. Yeah. I, it was my, I knew it was my imagination that Jim Carrey I mean, was going to come in my bedroom at night time. I think that... Uh, <laughs> I think that... Let's move on past that one. <laughs> that, uh, all right. We all heard it. Natural... <laughs> That, that aside, like the the idea of a of a child not being able to separate reality and and a, a game world yeah. aside, like putting that that issue aside, just the pure. I mean, this it, like let's say people abide by this twelve hundred rule, like that means you can't really market like Disney tie-ins. That means you can't really market like little easy license things that are meant for young kids. And like something like Toys to Life, something like imagine if when you like a Skylanders VR game or something like where you could like scan it and have it full size in front of you or like traveling next to you like a Pokemon or something. I think there is like, absolutely no way that this rule is going to last. Yeah. I feel like I might be part of a minority who thinks that VR is going to become incredibly mainstream. Like incredibly mainstream. See, I think it's going to become incredibly mainstream. I just think that's a decade away. Sure. I don't think, I think that happens on away. any of the hardware we're looking at right it's now. It's not coming anytime soon, but I definitely think it's going to happen. And because of that, I mean, you have to include kids. I mean, it's also aren't there like VR is being added to a lot of theme parks with stuff. Like, isn't there Mass Effect VR, or is mm-hmm. that just 4D? 
might just be 4D, but there is a Mass Effect attraction. I mean, technically, like stuff like Statuas, like yeah. that's that's the same kind of vein. Yeah, and kids are allowed on Statuas. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll just in general be interesting watching store shelves and watching, you know, like, okay, so VR launches and, and it's 2017. This stuff's been out for a year and Walmart is marketing two new games. And one of them is a, you know, a licensed game that tends to do well. It's a Zootopia 2 tie-in or whatever. And one of them is a niche VR game. Like, I don't know how you fight for that shelf space um, until it's all inclusive, until it's all ages. Although at yeah. the same time, 12 isn't that young either. Yeah. I mean, like, like, yeah, like six-year-old kids can't play that, or that old, rather. I meant like like six-year-old kids can't play this, but like twelve-year-olds are still plenty into you know kids' games. Mm-hmm. Like that's still young enough that they're going to be looking at kind of the all ages market. Yeah, I know. Yeah, at what point do kids go from kids' games to wanting to play Call of Duty? What age is that? <laughs> it's twelve. Nine? Literally, legitimately, has yeah. probably gotten younger. I yeah. would say like Seriously. eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like. I have. Uh, I, I really. Am I have nephews that ages. are like ten, and they still play a ton of Minecraft. I like Minecraft. Okay, Minecraft is ageless. I think Minecraft's awful. You clearly I, haven't I, played it. I agree that Minecraft is ageless. Thank you. You know what else is Andrew ageless? You know what else is ageless? The devil. Really? I don't that know. doesn't. I no, never, that I never, seems totally. I saw legends. So the division about. came out this put the, week. Put the timestamp. Do a good timestamp. I'm, I'm gonna. The division. came out this week. <laughs> uh, Hi, man. And it was divisive. Yeah. Uh, you're just get a, out. You're a, leave. <laughs> you're a creepy little man. This is worse than when You'll we have to for 25 minutes. Subtract me. No, really, leave. Uh, yeah, please. Actually, <laughs> um, yeah. So division is out. Uh, we are recording this on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Just to also, so we record uh, generally Tuesday at two thirty p.m. Uh, so we're out of here by three thirty p.m. Despite the fact that the show doesn't go up until the next day, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times we will miss a story that occurs overnight. And so that's why last week we didn't talk about the uncharted delay. Yeah, people. That was like an hour after we got out of this room. Yeah, so people and like, so why didn't you talk about it? Like definitely just didn't isn't something. Yeah, um, and so yeah, the division. It's been out. Uh, Vince Ingenito is reviewing it for us. He's been playing a ton. We've been streaming it. Uh, obviously, there were some initial server problems where uh, folks, including myself, tried to get in uh, on last night during launch night, and yeah. uh, it was difficult. I was in a very long queue. Yep. Uh, there is some difficulty, some really funny, jokey things where people are trying to uh, accept the quest, and too many people are trying to click into it, and so they're developing a nice little line. There's also some other funny stuff where when you spawn in a room, if someone stands in front of the doorway, you can't, can't get leave. out of the yeah. room. Which is very which funny. Is, which is great. I'm yeah. a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, um, so I think we'll probably maybe talk about it more next week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think any of us have had enough time it. to sort of uh, give our in-depth opinions. I think this is another thing that needs to be looked at, like Destiny. Like, when I first played Destiny, I really, really liked it. And then I realized that it was just the same thing for a very long time. And I was mm-hmm. like, I actually don't like this at all. Yeah. So, uh, I need a week. Yeah. But uh, first things first, I think the universe is very interesting. Like, I'm, the universe just as a whole, like our universe? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of our universe. Yeah, galaxies uh, and whatnot. I disagree. I think there's nothing interesting in the universe. <laughs> wow. <Except> persona. <laughs> what about dogs? Yeah, they're pretty good. Bagels? Yeah, also pretty good. Basil's yeah. babby. Anyway, uh, I think that, like, I keep tying it to comic books that I've read, like, stuff like DMZ. I, I just think it's, there's a lot of cool stuff that could happen there. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I really wanted to see that it doesn't seem to have is, like, Dead Rising-style psychopaths. Like, people who have just cornered themselves off in a room and have gone crazy. Just mm-hmm. humans who have just gone crazy and those as boss fights yeah rather than being you know like destiny just has like a ridiculous unrelatable thing i like the idea of boss fights telling a backstory and i think the division has a really good opportunity to do that i just Mm -hmm. don't know that it will yeah we don't know maybe that is in there later on yeah um none of us are far enough to know yet yeah vince might be vince might be probably but he passed away no he's still he's just playing the game he's working very hard actually same thing yeah Yeah. uh may as well be dead uh one of the things over the weekend that uh we did get to play is we got to play a little bit of the uncharted uh, multiplayer beta we did yeah yeah that was fun Uh, yeah Yeah, i think it's very fun yeah what did you i mean so like legitimately we talked about i think it was last week or the week before like what are the odds that when uncharted comes out that any of us will actually care about the multiplayer i mean all of us are going to want to you know when it when it is out in uh what is it now may 10th may 10th uh when it's out on may 10th i mean the odds are we're gonna just immediately play the single player i mean that's what i'm gonna do yeah yep totally but uh yeah playing the multiplayer for a while like it feels different enough than its competition on the market like i'm not even sure if it directly has multiplayer competition feels very similar to the last of us multiplayer um i also feel like it's kind of gears of wazzy Yes. Which I love. Also, I want something called like Gears of War Z. That's like a little... It's like the mobile version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a little, chi- little like, chibi yeah. Marcus yeah. It's like Muppet Babies. Oh, <laughs> I, totally I keep that. accidentally like referencing Xbox games like Dead Rising and Gears of War, but it's not my fault. They're so 
referenceable. 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 Yeah. But, um, uh, just like the cover system and mm-hmm. some of the weapons. Even like the layouts of the levels. Sort of, I mean, yeah. A little bit of multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. I really like the weird spells and stuff. I think totally. those are really They're smart. Mysticals. And they're I'm sorry. Super chaotic. Mysticals. They're yeah. very fun. <laughs> the rapper. Yeah. Um, yeah. He made I that someone... joke so many times in the live stream. Yeah. He made yeah. that joke so many times in this damn podcast. Which, by the way, uh, that is still up on YouTube if you want to check us out. Yeah. Playing it. It's still on IGN's YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash, I don't know how that works. Probably I mean, honestly, just Google IGN Uncharted, IGN Live Uncharted multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you that finds it. IGN right, Live bet yourself. Uncharted. Well, I can't wait to find so out. So last last week, uh, we ate ham into the microphone, and now we're just waiting for Andrew to Google something. I feel like nope, we should was, mention the steak I was thing. very wrong. Look, like he was wrong. Yeah. yeah, I was very wrong. Did you put Uncharted 4? Nope. Put Uncharted 4? Nope. All right. Well, Don't do that. F. Just imagine what it would be like if two of us were playing multiplayer for an hour. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Uh, that was awful. I feel like we should mention the steak thing. So last week we had hams. Also, we're probably never going to eat on the podcast again. Oh, no, that was a terrible idea. That was was, awful. But you, listen, by sending ham, you created that monster. Yep. Uh, We did, yeah, we we got another special food gift. Yeah, we made a, a cool joke where we said, don't send us steaks. And someone sent steak. Yeah. And baked potatoes and apple tartinis or whatever. Tartinis isn't a word. Some guy in the Facebook group said that he sent whiskey. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) If that is, that's very exciting. Uh, Please stop sending steaks. We're going to do, no, with the steaks, we're going to do, we're going to record uh, a dumb video with the steaks. We're Uh, going to eat the steaks, not on a podcast. We're not going to eat them on the podcast, but we're going to eat them in other forms. uh, Maybe like a picture, like an image gallery. An image is worth a thousand words. And so we'll give you 1,000 words worth of steaks. That's really nice of you, Monty. Thanks, man. I'm a poet. I can yeah, tell. I did it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> the PS launch party. Uh, PS launch party. <laughs> this is really cool. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Um, Stop, trying to remember Stop looking like that. What this was called. Um, this is basically. <laughs> this th- is just how I look. They uh, they started. So Sony years back uh, every summer. Microsoft would do the Summer of Arcade. That was back in the day. That's stuff like that, like Braid and Limbo yes. and Shadow Complex and Bastion. And Sony started, hey, I can't Bastion. remember the name of it off the top uh, of my spring head. Spring Fever? Or Spring spring Showcase? Something. Spring um, Forward Fallback. But this that is... Bruce right. Springsteen. This uh, PS Launch Party is sort of the continuation of that. It's the natural evolution of that. And there's actually lots of cool games in here um, that uh, you know we'll be launching as part of this. Um uh, Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah. So that's the first one. Uh, on uh, by everyone's favorite ska band, Ska Studios. <laughs> exactly. Less Studio. than Jake. Works ska, ska Studios. <laughs> uh, that's coming out on the uh, 15th. Salt and, uh, ska Studios did uh, Charlie Murder mm-hmm. and uh, The Dishwasher. Uh, Salt and Sanctuary is actually Two a my super albums. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite mixtape, The Dishwasher. Yeah. I love uh, it. Salt and Sanctuary is actually a super cool 2D uh, Dark Souls E game. A very hard uh, RPG action sort of. You're going to die a whole bunch game. Mm-hmm. I've liked it a lot. Uh, the that week after that, very ska. That is very ska. No, you're doing, you're doing great. Can you tell us more about ska? Mm. How, what do you think of, the, of Goldfinger? I'm actually not a huge fan of ska genre. What do you think of Real Big Fish? Hardcore? Real Big Fish are alright. Hardcore? Alright. Right. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I want it. No, go ahead. You were, you, you, you were so Number excited. two is uh, the Day of the Tentacle <laughs> Remastered, um, which is really cool, actually. Um, uh, that's like another LucasArts adventure game mm-hmm. that Double Fine's remaking. Uh, we have a good commentary that Ryan McCaffrey did actually. It's on the site. Um, yeah, of playing through that. Yeah, Day of the Tentacles. Sort of the uh, it was it was uh, I think after Monkey Island it was Tim Schafer's sort of big uh, splash. And that game's incredible. It's super funny. Uh, it has time travel. It's uh, if you like Broken Age or Grim Fandango, you definitely owe it yourself Which you to should. play that. You should. And that one's uh, cross by with Vita. Mm-hmm. Remember Vita? Yeah, Vita. Yeah, Vita. Yeah, Vita. Uh, the next one is Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon, which is a... Uh, Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital, who's sort of become the like indie darlings in terms of yeah. always releasing cool They're stuff. They're making a lot of really cool stuff, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Enter the Gungeon is sort of a... It's top-down. It's insane. It's almost like a fantasy hotline Miami-ish thing. Uh, quite nuts. Uh, a week uh, later is Stories a cool Path of Destinies, and we played this one. It's called Stories: The Hidden Path. Yeah, uh, but this game is That's really a much better name. the path was found. Actually, they're both pretty bad names. I, I don't like either of the names, but yeah. the game but is really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, the game you, you're playing as these animals, and it's in this weird. The art style is actually uh, really pretty and interesting, and it's like this weird combination of you have like a narrator, like in Bastion, but you have as you progress Bastion. through each world, your or each like level of the world, it's almost like FTL. It's like FTL. you're choosing a path. <laughs> <laughs> These are all it's games a lot of I favorite like. Games. The main character is Peppers. 
<laughs> takes place in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, no, the game is really cool though, and, and super smart. It had a really, it was actually really dark and, and surprisingly yeah, funny. Uh, it plays like uh, it plays a little bit. It's top down, almost like Zelda transistory uh, gameplay. But uh, the Zelda really- transistor. <laughs> Bastion, Bastion, Peppers, Peppers. What is this? Peppers what is this heavenly game? game? <laughs> uh, one of the coolest things about it, though, is that as you're playing through, you sort of uh, the game is only 90 minutes long ish, uh, and you play through. You have these choices, and you flesh out sort of the story of what happens, and your story can turn into a romance, or it can turn yep. into a super dark murder, or with a uh, uh, you know a country being obliterated by another country. But then you go back to the beginning and you replay it, and the narrator and your character uh, remembers the first time through. And so oh, you start cool. making different decisions based on your prior knowledge. And so if someone turns on you the first time through, the second time through, you're like, I know this guy's going to turn on me, so I'm going to get him first. And then you're so, you're slowly kind of absorbing knowledge I mean, with that, each playthrough. That means you can never really have a second playthrough. You'd have to delete all your save data to, to have a fresh second playthrough. I would imagine it's save files in New Game Plus or something. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like in order to get the like true ending of the game, which is trying to, I think, save your country. It's in the middle of a war. You, you sort it. of have to play through a bunch, and I you're, really you're, like the idea you're learning how to sort of move all the pieces uh, on the battlefield in order to you know beat the other country. So yeah, I'm really excited for this game. Cool. I'm, I, uh, I liked, we played an early version that hadn't quite ironed out what the what the level up system would be and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it seemed really, really cool, and I'm yeah. excited to, to go through it. And then on uh, April 19th is Invisible Ink, which was originally called Incognita, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, uh, it's already out on PC, but it's by Clay, who did uh, Don't Starve and Mark of the Ninja. Uh, the game's cool. Both sort of a, great games. Yeah, top-down mm-hmm. tactics, a little bit like XCOM stealth words. Yep. And then, uh, uh, running out is... And other such buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, Alienation, which is a housemark game. Uh, the guys who you may know from Resogun, uh, which launched on yeah. PS4. And Stardust and Dead Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This game and, looks really cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, I played it at an event last year, and it was in really early, sort of rough shape. Um, and they haven't shown a ton of it. No, they haven't. Uh, but the way it, it sort of plays a little bit like Helldivers, and then mm-hmm. it's a four-player co-op game where you can uh, your your powers are used in conjunction to help your teammates. But at the same time, there was friendly fire, I believe, which hmm. made it very uh, very insane. Yeah, so it looks cool. Um, yeah, it's cool that in uh, you know obviously there are some big games coming out in the next month or two with. Uh, the Division and Dark Souls and uh, you know God we were looking at May which something has to slip May is now insane yeah so this week we got the release date for Overwatch uh, which now means in May alone we get uh, we get we get <laughs> uh, Uncharted 4 Doom Overwatch Mirror's Edge Battleborn Homefront Valkyria Chronicles Remastered uh, it's, a, it's a busy and a kiss. I'm exhausted and a kiss. Right. You get one kiss. Yeah. And one whole kiss. You... And it's Mother's Day, so tell your mother you appreciate her Aww. in May. In the UK, Mother's Day was this past weekend, which saw a bunch of people, UK friends, <laughs> tweeting about Mother's Day. Got real scared, but it's okay in the US. You got scared? I got very... Do you want to forget my attempt? mom? Thanks, mom. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> Brian Altano may not be here, but that doesn't mean we can't do rapid fire. No, it, uh, contractually... Uh, it does mean we we cannot do it. It's called crapid yeah, fire. It's called crapid fire. It's called, legally, fire. It's called um, barpid fire. It's uh, so every week we jump into the uh, podcast beyond Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond, and Question. we ask some questions. And uh, you did that this week. I don't know why my voice. Yeah, is I did shaky. this week. No, that's fine. Did, no, that's fine. Is it because you're talking to Marty? I'm, I'm thinking about you guys are nice disappro- to or, or disappointing my mom. Are you going through puberty? <laughs> going through puberty. Pub info already. Cool fat puberty. Uh, Samuel Wilson asks. Is that your cool Kanye noise? Uh, Do you have any favorite Easter eggs in games? Ooh. Stop and Swap. (laughs) You say that about literally every... Actually, yeah. yeah. Stop and Swap is really cool. Stop and Swap Um, is from Banjo-Kazooie. I like... um, One thing I think is really cool, and sorry that we're already two for two in Nintendo games, but I like the idea that... um, So in Twilight Princess HD that just came out, uh, one of the paintings is replaced with concept art from the new Zelda, the Wii U Zelda, and they also did that um, in... I think it was Link Between... Worlds. There was concept art in the Ocarina of Time remake. I want to yes. say there was something like oh, that right. where, yeah. where you could go back. Um, I, I might have which Zelda game it was mixed up, but yeah, I think that's really cool when developers kind of do that. Like if you're going back and doing HD remake, why not kind of yeah. at a forward facing uh, thing? A cool thing in Day of the Tentacle, which I'm assuming is in this re-release, is that uh, if you go to a computer 
in uh, someone's bedroom. You go into the computer, and if you click on it, you can you open up Maniac Mansion, which Day of the Tentacle is the sequel of, so you can play the original game That's inside awesome. of a computer. Mm, same as Wolfenstein. Same as Wolfenstein, yeah, yeah, totally. Which I loved. All those nightmare sequences yeah. where you can play those. Yeah, those are super back cool. in like, the original Wolfenstein's. The new order was a great game. Yeah, it's really um, cool. I was uh, going to say the Sasquatch in GTA V. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool, yeah. yeah. Especially because like the chances of someone finding that are just so slim. It had to be like the right weather, the right time, the right location. You had to have done all these different things to actually mm-hmm. unlock it. Like, I think that's awesome. I love yeah. that kind of stuff. I like um, little hidden endgame things. Like, obviously, PT like ended with a demo, f- or a, a trailer, rather, for Silent Hills, which R. is R. like a proper expansion. <laughs> but then, like, uh, the slide trilogy ended with the, the kind of tease for the next slide game, and I think they there have been a lot of really smart... Um, the PS3 release of the original Bioshock ended with a teaser for Bioshock 2. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like kind of including stuff like that, like rewarding people for, you know, yeah, playing totally. something a little later by, you know, teasing what's next. And I mean, PT also has, like, anti-Easter eggs with those numbers that don't mean anything. Think, yeah. yeah. Like, I yeah, love yeah. the idea of that, too, of people on, on forums just, like, losing their minds over what those numbers mean. And I was remembering them because I thought I'd have to put them in the phone at some point. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Yeah. Well, I mean, sort of, baby like, to cry. The Witness has even had that, too. I, the Witness is awesome. I mean, yeah. The Witness is that cool case where, like, there are things that people think will actually lead to actual like extra puzzles and areas but like there's also these these cool perspective puzzles that don't unlock anything they don't do anything for you but it's like if you find certain areas of the island and like line up statues in the distance you can have them touching or you mm-hmm. can stand where your shadow will reflect something or you can look at a tree in a certain way and like that stuff's just really cool it makes you appreciate one, the the island the, the one in the marsh uh, on the witness where there's like the small statue that's very close to you and the large one that's very far away and they, and they line touch. up yeah is that an environmental puzzle no can you, you can't no, that is that? That's it's just like purely a, pretty a thing. cool perspective thing yeah and there's, yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff like that in the game where it doesn't do anything it's just a cool it thing just to looks find pretty. Mm-hmm. and there's like little things like there's a statue there's a guy reaching up to a cup that he can never get but if you look at the shadow of it he's holding the cup and there's like little things where like there are people who the one where it looks like the guy's juggling yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. In, the in, in the shadow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, that's pretty cool. There's lots of cool I stuff I kind like of assume that they would always mean something, but maybe they don't. But I mean, I there's that live-action movie that's in The Witness. Mm-hmm. Have I mean, these are, that are these Witness spoilers at this point? I mean... Maybe a little... How, yeah. Is that a spoiler? Because... I mean, that one's a huge spoiler. It yeah. is? I think that okay. one's a spoiler. Let's no. not talk about that. Yeah, Wait, but that's a cool the, Easter egg. The thing or the, the other yeah, thing? Yeah, the other thing. Not not like the theater. I think we knew which one was a thing and which one was another thing. No, I know what you mean. We should move on. Oh, yeah, there are the several the of those. Yeah. Several yeah, things. you're right. Yeah. There are several whole things. Several. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think it, it's cool. Developers had something special. Also, in The Witness, there's a cool Braid Easter egg. There's um, It looks like the promo art from Braid. Like yeah. The, the oh, same yeah, yeah. Castle. Yeah. 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 And oh, I think, I think I it's that. cool when, when uh, people hint at prior games by just having a little hidden thing. I mean, like, Bioshock Infinite did a bunch of cool Bioshock stuff that ended up tying in a much bigger way. But, I'm pretty um, sure that in one level... <laughs> Back to Nintendo. In one level of Banjo Tooie, there is like promo art for different rare games. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I think awesome. it's like a Jet Force Gemini poster yeah, and like yeah. some different posters for different games that have come out, which I really liked. Nintendo's really good about that. Like there will be little, uh, like in Ocarina of Time, there's uh, characters that look like Mario and Luigi, mm-hmm. um, and there's there's funny things people do with like the stained glass and all that. Like I like when I, I think it happened almost more in previous generations, but I think even now you get people kind of like uh, in Firewatch, there's a reference to Gone Home. And uh, there's like the, the that, book that string that, of zombie games who kept like <clears throat> Dead Rising started it, it was like kill this amount of zombies, and then I think. Um, Dead Island did it. Oh, and like oh, they would like dumb. increase yeah. the number yeah. by yeah, 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 and that yeah, happened yeah. for a little while. I yeah. thought that was That's really, really cool funny too. too. God, uh, I remember in Shadow of the Colossus, you have to like play through a couple times and level up your grip to the max, and then you can climb the castle. Oh, grippy! Get to the top. Oh, grippy! <laughs> Use old grippy to climb the castle, and then you get to the garden where the secret ending is, which Slippy's, sort of uh, ties into Eco. Uh, we don't know he's crappy. We just yeah. assumed. Yeah, he looks he's, he's a frog. So yeah. Hey, Lana. Shay Masters asks you to summarize America. That's very broad. That's a that's a real general question. Well, what if you, uh, you have, okay? If you summarize, no, let's do. You have. I'll tell you when to start. You have sixty seconds to summarize America. Is that better? That's even more stressful. Now I'm just okay. going to be saying it with a really high pitched voice, like ah, two, ah. one, go. Sixty seconds. Okay, it's a lot more culturally diverse in America because there's a lot more people. So despite the country being roughly the same size, there's a different city feels like a different country, whereas every city in Australia feels fairly similar, just with a different spin. So that's one of my favorite things about America. Uh, people are very defensive. In America. People are going to get mad at me for saying that because people in America no, are defensive. <laughs> That's exactly what people are going to say. Healthcare sucks. Uh, in Australia, you have free healthcare? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pizza is much, much, much better. The pizza has, I don't know, more toppings, and it's it's just like 
more oh my god the pizza is just more diverse uh coffee sucks it's not it's very hard to find good coffee here coffee is much better in melbourne in australia if you ever go there um I don't really understand the politics yet. Keep having discussions about politics, but largely I'm very confused about American politics all the time. And I'm too. still not very sure how Trump became a thing because Three, he doesn't have any qualifications. Two, one. <laughs> oh man, I'm out of time. time. <laughs> hey, uh, Logan Thor Jones asks favorite cheese. Gouda. That's a much better question. Ooh, Gouda is good cheese. Gouda is really good. I like brie. And I didn't. Oh, Briand. Oh, yeah, tune into podcast Briand for my, my full thoughts on Brie. I never liked Brie until I became old and, and started eating it on things. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I like all kinds of cheese, except for that there yellow like cheese. There a few I'm not super into. Um, I've tried like really, not like I don't like Munster. Of, of oh, I love Munster. I yeah, like blue Munster cheese can be overwhelming. I yeah. like a little bit of blue cheese on a burger, but yeah. by itself. Yeah, on a burger, yeah, for sure. I like blue cheese like a little bit in like a mm-hmm. salad or a little bit on a burger. I can do it, but I, don't, I could itself. never eat like a chunk of, yeah. yeah I like string cheese. That's not really a type of cheese. It's just like a fake it's like cheese. Mozzarella, you know those right? like things that you you know that you get those little plastic things. And you... Oh, that you peel oh, around. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah yeah yeah. Yep. yeah. Those are real good. Real good. Yep. We did it, guys. Yep. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis Cud asks, uh, "What do you miss most about your hometowns?" Ooh. Mm. Hmm. My family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, my dog. Family. Okay, well, oh, that's, your dog sad. is technically a part of your family, behind. but now you have yeah. a peppers. Well, not the same. Oh, peppers. Oh, peppers. <laughs> Uh, this is like fifth mention on this podcast. I miss it's weird, but I miss silence. Like when I go, it, it was actually really weird when I lived in New York, especially because I lived like right in the middle of like like a very busy street, and I would go home and I couldn't fall asleep because it was too quiet. Mm-hmm. Like the sound of my own breathing would bother me because it's like Ow. every apartment I've had, like even now, like I live in the city and like I, I live like I live a little bit remote, but I hear enough traffic and stuff that I'm just like it's almost comforting in a weird way. Hmm. Whereas uh, when I go home to Connecticut, it's very very quiet. But I kind of. I do sort of miss that, and I do think that's better. Like, obviously, yeah, maybe that's it's just that healthier. you've adjusted. It's just always noise. it's always like a weird. It, it takes like three or four days of being home to like actually adjust yeah. to it every it's time. Same thing like that at my parents' house. Uh, yeah, I mean, aside from family and friends, uh, everything seems slower pace, which is nice for a little bit. Like, I like going mm-hmm. home. I go home a couple times a year, and for like a week, it's very nice to have a much slower pace where mm-hmm. no one's really. I don't know. No, yeah, no one's really in a hurry to do anything, and then I'm clawing my way to get back on the plane yep. to come here so I can have a panic attack. Yeah, also, aside the, from uh, family, mine's probably storms. The storms Ooh, in yeah. Brisbane are like fairly regular, depending on the season, but really, really noisy and angry. And there's like just epic fork lightning, and sometimes it just hails out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I really I like thunderstorms. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. In San Francisco, we don't have that at all. There's like no, no weather here. No, we <laughs> have red storms. If, if there are storms, it usually doesn't make very much rain, noise. But I don't feel like we get like proper thunderstorms here. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, and I, I miss a lot of the like food. Like my town is just known for I really totally good like. The seafood there is unbelievable. Hash browns, and, bro. Yeah, that's oh I for you. It's, yeah, and hash brown. for you it's very different because like there's actual like legitimate differences in, in cuisine and stuff. Like literally everything, I mean, which is a good yeah. uh, transition into uh, Connor Weir. Has Alana tried to get you guys to eat any Australian products such as wheat bix? Second mention in a row, uh, or Vegemite or Milo? Well, is that the Project Milo? Milo is is it Project Milo? What's that's Milo? Peter, what is Milo? Peter Mullen, you thought you could make you I could ate, have a boy when I was in Australia. The Australians I was with made me eat a lot of weird I had no Australian idea stuff. You didn't know what it was. I found on Facebook today that there is this like box that you can get for Australians who are living outside of the country where they just send you like Milo, Wheat Bix, what is, what is Milo? Shapes. Okay. Up. Shapes. <laughs> Let me try and <laughs> shapes. You don't have shapes here. You know at who all? loves shapes? Bro, barbecue shapes. Edwin loves uh, shapes. Edwin loves oh, shapes. I totally had these when I was in Australia. Wait, what? Okay, so stop just Milo, saying the things. What is Milo? Milo is uh like a like a brown powder no, that uh, most people would like you scoop it into a oh, I'm uh, totally wrong. glass and then you put milk in it and you like mix it up and it like is so a like nice Nesquik? I mean you're kind of like Nesquik yeah but, it says uh, a lot Nestle, of, it's Nestle branded so I wonder yeah, if it's, it's just literally but a, lot of, a lot of people like will just eat my own by the spoon twisties forgot that you don't have twisties oh man <laughs> we have a weird isn't there like a store called twisties twisties no there's not a store called twisties there's either. absolutely a store called Delicious. twisties those are just Cheetos yeah, they're, they're they're exactly Cheetos. like Cheetos. They don't taste like Cheetos. And then, like uh, what's and Vegemite's the gross thing, right? It's like a spread. It's like a. Uh, it's like it's like, <laughs> like Twisties is a porn site, so that's not a store. <laughs> don't go to Twisties.com. <laughs> we are not approve of it. Uh, Vegemite is like if soy sauce was a spread. I don't like Vegemite. Yeah, I didn't like Vegemite at all. And like every, that, also depends like what you have it with. It's only nice with bread and cheese. But it's funny because, and admittedly, I have a very small sample size of Australians. But I feel like 
like you and Lucy and everyone I've talked to from Australia doesn't like Vegemite. Like, and that's um, obviously anecdotal. I mean, my parents like it. I don't like it at all. But also, shapes. Uh, <laughs> what are shapes? They're like. <laughs> it's going to be something that has uh, like a direct analog. It's like, like it's a circular cracker with salt on. Th- it's a Ritz cracker. <laughs> they're like cool chips. <laughs> cool chip. What exactly makes them cool? I, they're, they're like thicker than a regular chip, and they have. They're seasoned nicely. I don't know how to explain shapes. But recently they put on the labels of barbecue shapes in Australia, which is objectively the best flavor, that they were like going to be new and improved flavor coming soon. And so people kept abusing shapes about it. They're like, if you honest, change barbecue shapes, I'm I am the, never supporting you ever again. typography of Australian food products is so dumb. Look at this. Look at They look like wheat thins. These look like wheat thins. No, you don't even. Or not wheat thins, right, but like. Um, yep. uh, those those uh, little. Things. Yeah. I love that you called yeah. Milo Milo. It is this, what is this, Milo? That's so cute. Uh, Becky Flossy Atkinson asks, yeah, because shapes are just, she Google <laughs> shapes, now she says a bunch of shapes. <laughs> Bessie. <laughs> Go. Becky Flossy Atkinson asks, Alana. Favorite dog breed. Favorite dog breed. Uh, Samoid. Samoid's really good. What about Peppers. He's what, not what's a dog that? breed. Uh, He's a Pomeranian. Pomeranian? Yeah. Samboys are really good. Um, Especially those, what are those three, what, what are their names? They are Shebas. Oh, they're Shebas. Yeah, I those are the awkward Shebas. I don't know what, uh, what, what names they have. What do you think <laughs> the three one, of them would be named? Awkward what should we name them? <laughs> so we should, uh, there's this, this Instagram account that we all follow that is just videos of these three Shebas looking they're very so awkward. awkward, yeah. Every time. Yeah. It's like, it's so incredible that nobody else ever comments on how awkward they all look. Yeah. It's just like videos that should have been photos of these three cute dogs just like sort of awkwardly looking around and not really doing yeah, anything. Like, very I slowly. love it so and much. They always cut off just as, like there's somewhere it's like the dogs are standing still and one of them finally starts moving and that's where the video yeah. ends. Yeah. You're like, they're all just, right, they're just all very awkward videos. It's great. Uh, I think Sheba's a really cool dog breed. Yeah. I also love Pitbulls and Rottweilers. The yeah. dog I had growing up was a Rottweiler and she was just like the sweetest dog but the reason that uh, I decided to get a Labrador was because people would just be afraid of her on the basis that she was a Rottweiler and it was annoying. Yeah, It's funny because so, like, I walk a dog and have people cross the street to be on a different side of the road kind of sucked. I've always preferred it was bigger actually, Yeah, it was probably me. I've always preferred bigger dogs but by virtue of having lived in apartments for years you I can't. kind of you need a smaller dog like, yeah. it would be very impractical to have like a gigantic dog like a yeah. Malamute or something would be obviously ridiculous. Oh my god I love Malamutes. They're really cute. So obviously I live with Pepe Scoville, the Pomeranian, who's a tiny little guy, and he's also super lovely. Like, yep. Also, if you don't already follow Dagger on Instagram, that's in front of the show. Anthony Carboni has a really cute dog that's literally blonde peppers. Like it's it's peppers yeah. palette swap. You showed me that; it was incredible. It's really cute. But he's like he's really nice because a little dogs can just find spaces to just curl up in. Yeah, like he'll just be like sitting there cross-legged, and he's like, "Well, I live here now," and I'm like, "Okay." I mean, my Labrador tried to do that too, but it was significantly less comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Dogs are the best. Dogs are the best. Happy birthday, Peppers. Uh, it's Friday. Um, this birthday's on Friday. Well, we're not gonna have a next. We're not gonna have an episode by then. What if people are listening to this on Friday? Oh, I feel like Peppa's. Why is this birthday party on every Saturday? Wednesday. Is Peppa's gonna be super bummed that Friday's gonna roll around and no one's gonna celebrate with them? Yes. <laughs> also, we are having a birthday party for Peppa's on um, the twelfth, <laughs> and uh, we're organizing. And you're all what invited. We're gonna, what we're gonna feed people, and uh, it's, it's dog food. It's it's formal, so you have to wear a nice dress or. I don't know what guys wear. A cool sh- a button uh, up? Two, no, it's two cardigans that <laughs> are buttoned together to form a longer cardigan. <laughs> a large cardigan dress? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, happy birthday, Pepper Scoville. Uh, all right. Uh, that was our news for the week. We're going to have uh, a, a much larger, much bigger show next week uh, for GDC because uh, we're going to record. It's probably going to be a little bit late next week because the PSVR event, which uh, Tuesday, Max, right? Alana, and I, yes, will all be at, uh, runs Tuesday until like 6 p.m. So um, the show might be a little bit late. But we're going to have full impressions of uh, what news comes out of it, including if price and release date, plus uh, our impressions of a bunch of new games and, and updates of demos. So maybe it'll just invalidate everything we did this week. And probably yep. also The Division. I'll play a bunch of them. Yeah, we're going to play more yep. Division. Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. be good. Um, also wanted to uh, give a shout out to our PS4 app, mm-hmm. which you can download for free uh, on PSN. Uh, it's actually amazing. It's one of those few things that... Uh, you download it, and it's just kind of the best way to watch videos on IGN. You can set up a playlist to watch all Beyond videos or just a bunch of gameplay from games or watch our live streams. Uh, and the app is, like, honestly, if you uh, – I don't know. I've had problems with a lot of – with IGN on a lot of different fronts in terms of just, like, oh, God, there's ads everywhere. Or, oh, God, this crashes. But, like, the app just sort of runs perfectly. So mm-hmm. That's my yeah. favorite thing about apps is when they run perfectly. Yeah. Shout out yep. to apps. Also, appetizers. I, love, I like appetizers I like a, a good appetizer. Yeah. Uh, also – 
on the day that we're recording this, it's International Women's Day. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to say shout out to all the female listeners. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people tweet at me or email us really nice, supportive things. So thank you for listening. Also, um, we- as much as I want to apologize about the ham last week, uh, I want to say thank you to all the amazing uh, emails and Facebook posts and everything we got about the discussion at the end of the episode yes. about sort of diversity and, yeah. and the, the trials and tribulations of both sides of the yeah. games industry. I walked out of that podcast a little bit worried, but... I haven't seen anything negative. Everyone's been super supportive and awesome, and it's that's awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That was awesome, Thank and you super so important too. And it, it is awesome that 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 so many people are positively affected by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and that we don't have to be scared to say anything on this podcast because people are supportive. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Good job. Uh, thank you guys so much, Alana. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you very much. We, we can find you guys on Twitter, Andrew. You are at Garfep. Uh, Alana, you at Charalanazard, mm-hmm. which is like your name right in the middle of that cool flying with dragon a, man with a H in the middle. A H? Oh, you have a full H? Yeah, I have a H. Yeah, the H full H. Are you trying to make fun of me? Yep. Oh, we're, no, we're succeeding. Crushed it. Uh, you can, it doesn't sound weird to me when you say H, because that's how I say it. You're like, a H? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's that letter. Oh, wait, you're mocking me. I was just not mocking you. I was trying to be inclusive. Aw, thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. See how nice he is? Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.